When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And now, part two of our four-part conversation with author, publisher, historian, artist, and educational consultant, director of the ASA Restoration Project, and founder and director of IKG Cultural Resource Center, cultural memory specialist, Mr. Anthony T. Browder. I am Maggie B. Nowen, and this is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast with your host, Ramses Ja. You know, there's... um. I always felt like, you know, with with my name, um, with a lot of the, the friends, teachers, you know, in my life growing up, that I had a pretty accurate view, um, or at least a more in-depth uh, view of what Egypt was, who Egypt, ancient Egyptians were. Um, and I realized that even I had been miseducated. Um, when I got to Egypt, I, like you, I saw some of the hieroglyphs that were 5,000 years old and still very much intact and legible. Um, but there's something that I learned, and, I, and I'd like to uh, kind of get your thoughts on this, but it's something I learned, and, and hopefully I'm uh, telling the story right. Uh, the, the Black history in Egypt is more pronounced than we are taught, and this is something that I had to learn when I was there. I learned that uh, ancient Egypt was um, effectively it was two tribes coming together. And one of those tribes was, in fact, the Nubian tribe. And the legacy of that, uh, the joining of those two tribes resulted in uh, the 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 um, uh, I'm forgetting the name. What's the name of the headdress that the pharaoh would wear? Uh, it's like a the headdress. Right, right, and then it, there would be a, a a raven, I believe, and a and a snake or serpent uh, next to each uh, other, and that uh, would represent the two tribes. Cobra, cobra. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, okay. Uh, so, so I, I, I may not have it right, but I'd I'd love to uh, to expound upon that the 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 black skin tradition because it's whitewashed in movies and and you know you go to Vegas, you see the Luxor, and then you see these at, at best medium tone people, but there is indeed a black skin tradition uh and history in egypt mm -hmm. uh well, well ramses you're you're really proving my point everybody has been miseducated okay everybody okay, so please. and i can say based on my own uh, personal experiences having studied <clears throat> this 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 field of, of history for 
uh, over 40 years mm -hmm. after having made um, 65 trips to Egypt over the past 42 years, after having spent 14 and a half years financing and participating in an archaeological excavation on the West Bank of Luxor, Egypt, I can say that I have a, a, a decent understanding of, of this ancient history. Mm -hmm. And I can say from personal experiences that at least 90% of what we've been taught to this very day is wrong. Yeah, You can yeah. throw it out the window. It's wrong. Okay. Uh, first of all, most of what we know about Egypt has been written by the conquerors of Egypt, okay. uh, the non-African conquerors of Egypt. And as I said, when people write history, they tell you their story and they leave out other people's story or they uh, present those other people in an unflattering, untruthful light. Uh, that has been the case with the history of Egypt. Egypt is a Greek word. Pyramid is a Greek word. Sphinx is a Greek word. Uh, hieroglyphics is a Greek word. So if you cannot call those objects or those places by their original names, you've been miseducated. You don't know what you're dealing with and you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So, so that's 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 the that's the bottom line. Uh, Egypt was the Greek name for one temple in the northern part of the country, Hakapata. Hakapata, the temple of the Ka of the spirit of Pata, who was the the nature associated with the creation of the world. His temple was the name of his temple was bastardized by the Greeks. They couldn't say Hakapata, and and that became Ajaptus, which eventually became Egypt. So the name of the entire country is named after the Greeks' inability to articulate the name of one temple. Wow. Sphinx is a Greek word, which means to strangle or to hold. And the story of the Sphinx that we have been given comes from the Greek playwright Sophocles, which is associated with um, uh, King Oedipus. So if you are relying on the Greek version of Egyptian history to define Egyptian history, you don't know Egypt. Mm. Pyramid is a Greek word, which means little flat cake. Wow. Right? Uh, so the first thing that one has to do is deal with um, chronology to know what Egypt was before the Greeks came in and renamed it Egypt, chronology, who were the original founders of this ancient civilization. You have to understand terminology, right? You have to, to know the difference between Greek words. You have to know the difference between Egypt and Kemet. Kemet is the original name country. of that country. Right. You have to know the difference between um, Sphinx and Her M. Aket which is the original name for the statue that the Greeks called the, the Sphinx. You have to know the difference between pyramid and mirror. If you don't know those differences, you don't know squat. Mm. And so since most of us have been fed the, the Greek, the Roman, the French, the German, the British, and now the Arab interpretation of African history, we don't know what's been eliminated, what's been distorted. And, to make matters worse, we don't know that we don't know. Mm. So we speak from an air of, uh, with an air of confidence and authority about things that we know nothing about. So when 
you know, I have this discussion with my Egyptian friends mm -hmm. who've lived there all their lived in, in Egypt all their lives and are telling me their history. I just sit back and smile. And then I lay out the chronology. I show them when Arabs came into Egypt, 648. I show them when Romans came into Egypt, 30 BC. I show them when Greeks came to Egypt in 332 BC. And then I take them back to the very beginning of that history and culture when there were no Greeks, no Romans, no Arabs, just African people. And then lay out the story of the beginnings of that culture from an African perspective, and it changes everything that they thought they knew. Really? I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We are here today with author, publisher, historian, artist, and educational consultant, director of the ASA Restoration Project, and founder and director of IKG Cultural Resource Center, cultural memory specialist, Mr. Anthony T. Browder, discussing the original architects of civilization, African history and culture, learning more about his educational organization, 
as well as his extraordinary body of research collected over three decades and with 65 plus trips to Egypt and other international destinations. So let's talk about um, IKG and let's talk about, you know, sure. there's some some of the other uh, endeavors um, that you have going on that will help us reconnect with uh, our actual history. Mm -hmm. So uh, IKG was the second company that I founded. Uh, my first company, uh, I founded in 1979 um, and it was called um, EKG, East Coast Graphics. My, my, my degree, my background is in graphic design and advertising. I'm an artist at heart. I'm trained as an artist. And as a result of that training, I have cultivated an artist's eye. Artists, whether they're visual artists or performing artists, artists uh, are primarily uh, right brain oriented. And, and that right brain is that creative faculty, it's that intuitive faculty. So a, a properly trained artist can look at something, can look at a building or look at a, a, uh, an object and see things that someone who is not trained in art can't see, mm -hmm. you know, shapes. Uh, spaces, negative space, positive space, uh, symbolism that's embedded in a work of art says something different to an artist than it does to someone who's not trained in that art. And so my um, the purpose of my creating my, my design studio was because I learned early in my life, I learned early in my career that as long as I worked for someone, they would never truly appreciate my value. And I decided I didn't want to work for anybody else. So I created my own business. So having my own design studio afforded me the opportunity to work as hard as I wanted to work, to make as much money that I wanted to make in order to do the things that I wanted to do. And at that point in time in my life in 1979, I was interested in learning as much as I could about the history of ancient Egypt. So I was buying books, I was reading books, I was traveling to conferences to meet the authors of the books that I love. I was able to have uh, conversations with them and cultivate relationships with them. Thus, when I traveled to Egypt in 1980, I, I was in a position now to, to synthesize all that I had been reading and studying on my own so that I could get a deeper understanding of what it was I was experiencing and when I returned to, to Washington, D.C., where I was living at that time, I decided to then use my graphic design, marketing, and advertising skills to create my second business, IKG, in order to facilitate the means by which I could produce information that would be um, appealing to people who've been socialized to not have an interest in reading and not have an interest in history. So if I can take this information that I had learned and distill it into, you know, bite-sized morsels of information that would make people uh, cultivate an interest in what they were reading and, and, and steer them to want to read more or learn more about a subject, then I've got an audience that I can, that I can work with. So that's what I've been doing through IKG for the past, uh, be 41 years uh, next month. Mm -hmm. So I write like an artist. In other words, I use my words 
in order to create images in the mind of the reader so that they can see what I'm talking about. And I'm also detailing information about the positive portrayal of the worldwide African experience that butts against the negative images that every person who's been educated in America has been brainwashed to believe that African people have, uh, have made no contributions to culture and civilization and that we are the lowest of the low. So when you um, present a counterpoint to that based on factual information, here's the truth, here's the evidence to back up that truth, then what that does is create, it, it changes the neural pathways of a person. They start thinking differently. And as a result of thinking differently, they, it changes their body chemistry and they start feeling differently and it moves them in a different place. So, you know, because of, you know, my the time that I have uh, spent throughout my career uh, associated with some of the most brilliant black psychologists in the world, Asa Hilliard, Naeem Akbar, uh, Wade Nobles, uh, because of my affiliations with some of the most brilliant psychiatrists in the world, Dr. Francis Chris Wellesley, Richard King, um, uh, Patricia Newton, I've gained a deep understanding of how the mind works and how to present information to shift the thinking of a person who internalizes this information such that they become a different people, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what IKG has been doing. Uh, that's what our work is about. And I'm sure since this interview is taking place in January of 2023, I'm sure anybody listening to this interview uh, will realize that we're sti we still have a long ways to go. You know, Governor uh, DeSantos in Florida has banned a, um, a, a, an African education curriculum. Yeah for high schools in Florida, simply because he doesn't agree with that information. So we were still fighting yeah. wars against miseducation to this very day. We still have a long ways to go. And the work that I'm doing is probably more relevant now than it was at any point in time in our history. So I I, I don't want to gloss over this, um, but I do want to talk about the, uh, the curriculum in schools, particularly with uh, the uh, DeSantos um, headlines that are making the news right now but before we move on um i believe it's pronounced the asa restoration project is that, is that do i have that right thank you for getting that right yes okay. the asa restoration project okay so, so i want you to touch on that as well please sure uh well i mentioned uh previously um a psychologist uh, uh -huh. who had a pr profound impact in my life and that was asa g hilliard the third Mm -hmm. um, Asa wrote the introduction to my very first book from the Browder file, which was published in 1989. Uh, Asa was one of the founding members of the Association of Black Psychologists, an organization that I was affiliated with uh, from the 1980s to the present. And uh, this was a group of black psychologists who realized early in their careers uh, that they had been miseducated and that they have been taught white psychology and they knew nothing about black psychology. Hmm. Uh, so they began to study um, the mind of black people from the perspective of black people and not white folk. And they came up with a, a, an entirely different interpretation of black psychology. As a matter of fact, um, it was uh, Wade Nobles, 
another psychologist, also a, a founding member of ABCI, the Association of Black Psychologists, who did his research and found that even the word psychology, which derives from the Greek word psyche and the Greek word logos, a knowledge of psyche, that is word that word psyche is derived from an ancient African word psyku, which means spirit. So psychology is really the knowledge of the spirit, the human spirit, that aspect of your being that animates you, that connects you with the creator and everything on earth. So African people have a holistic approach to life and everything that um, that encompasses life, both the seen and the unseen, the visible and the invisible, the physical and the spiritual. So this is a more comprehensive understanding. So Asa was one of the uh, principal uh, players in this new field of study and was just a wonderful human being, a, a wonderful brother who kind of took me um, under his wing and was accessible to me. Asa was also doing lectures in um, on Egyptian history and leading study tours to Egypt. So um, a lot of what I do, uh, a lot of what I have done is modeled after what I learned from, from watching and being in the presence of, of Asa Hilliard. And so when he died uh, rather suddenly in um, August, August 13th, uh, 2007, uh, his death, literally left a hole in my soul, left a, left a void in my life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned from Dr. Hilliard and some of the other scholars that I referenced earlier is that African people understand that, that, that the power of spirit, the power of our ancestors. And one of the things that one knows is that when an ancestor, when, when a person dies and becomes an ancestor, it is the responsibility of the living to remember that person. Mm. to name streets after them, uh, to name buildings and projects after them, uh, to pour libation to them, to call their name, because it's in the calling of their name, it's in the thinking of them that their spirit uh, is drawn to you, that they continue to live through you. So as a result of uh, the sudden passing of Asa, I was presented with an opportunity um, uh, uh, less than a year after his death, to become involved in helping to uh, support and ultimately finance an archaeological excavation in Egypt, an excavation of what was then three 25th Dynasty tombs, three Kushite tombs. Mm -hmm. So I, I established the Asa Restoration Project in order to um, in order to uh, uncover the history of the Kushite presence. In ancient Kemet, uh, the people that the, the Romans referred to as Nubians were Kushites, okay. uh, and Kemet is the original name for the country that the Greeks called Egypt. So I'm, I'm following Asa's mandate and going back to the source. So we want to be able to substantiate the Kushite presence in Kemet, as well as to honor the legacy of Asa G. Hilliard III. So that organization has been in existence for 14 and a half years now. And 14 and a half years into this project, we started off in 2008 with three tombs. We ended our season last November with 35 tombs. 
So we have uncovered uh, a plethora of information, which is literally allowing us to rewrite the history of the Kushite presence in Kemet and ultimately rewrite the history of Kemet based on actual historical information and not feel good information that we're just pulling out of thin air simply because we're trying to find a home for black people uh, among the history of the people of the world. This concludes part two of our four-part conversation with author, publisher, historian, artist, and educational consultant, director of the ASA Restoration Project and founder and director of IKG Cultural Resource Center, cultural memory specialist, Mr. Anthony T. Browder. Check back in with us tomorrow for part two with your host, Ramses Ja, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.